0: Hey guys, welcome back or welcome if you're new here. My name is Melina and I'm the host of the new and improved podcast, Life's an Adventure. I'm very excited for this new beginning and adventure with the podcast, so I would love it if you'd stick around for future episodes. In celebration of the relaunch, I'm going to be publishing episodes two times a week, so look forward to new episodes from me every Wednesday and Friday for the months of January and February. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at lifesandadventure.pod so you can stay up to date with the podcast. If you do enjoy this episode, be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcast. With all of that being said, let's get into today's episode. What is up, guys? How are we doing today? I hope you guys are doing well whenever you're listening to this. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Or if you're not having an amazing day, I hope it gets better and it improves because not all days are amazing. As much as I am a positive and happy person majority of the time, there's just some days where it's just not as positive. So yes, I really hope if you're having some not so good days that they do get better. But I am very excited for this episode today. It's a little different than my past episodes, but I did want to update you guys a little bit because this week has been kind of crazy, kind of a lot, so I do want to talk about it a little bit first before we get into the episode. First of all, as I'm recording this episode, it is currently raining outside, which is not very smart of me. I didn't quite think it through. It's currently Thursday night, the night before I have to publish this episode. So I am recording this now at night at 11 36 p.m. And it is currently raining outside. So I clearly didn't think this through. That's my bad. That's on me. So if you guys do hear some background noise, that's the rain outside. I'm going to try to my I'm gonna try my best to talk as loud as I can over the rain but if you do hear the rain that's why so I apologize for that here let's see if you can hear the rain I'll I'll be quiet for a second listen I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background when I'm not talking it might be kind of awkward if you don't hear anything but it if not then I'll cut it out but anyways so I just wanted to clear that up first before we moved on so now we can move on but yes this week is kind of crazy just because i started school back up again i'm pretty sure i talked about it in my last episode because i did record it on the first day of school so yes i did start school back up again the spring semester my first day was monday the 25th so just over the past couple of days have kind of been overwhelming just with getting organized with all of my classes, all five classes that I'm taking this semester, attending those first Zoom meetings and just getting organized with all of the syllabus and syllabi, I think that's what you say, but just getting organized with that and organizing my calendar and just delegating what classes need to get done and what homework is already assigned to me that's already due this week. So yeah, just a lot of organization Going on over the past couple of days while also doing homework while also publishing episodes this week. So, yes, it's kind of been a lot, but I have managed to publish an episode, two episodes this week actually. So, if you haven't heard my last episode, it was actually my 19th birthday episode, which I was really excited to record and publish it for you guys. I talked about 19 things that I learned in 19 years and I just Really, really loved that episode. I really loved everything that I talked about in the in that episode. So, I would for sure check it out if you haven't already. And I want to thank you guys so much for all the birthday wishes that I received on Wednesday, the day that I published this episode. So I want to thank you guys so much. I just felt so special, and yeah, it was a pretty pretty good day overall for my birthday. We really didn't do much. We pretty much stayed at home. We didn't go out to eat or anything, just because. Like, we're pretty much on lockdown again. There's no outdoor dining going on. But even then, it was like a regular school day for me. I had two of my classes and I was also doing homework majority of the day. So it was pretty much a normal day for me. But we did, you know, celebrate in the afternoon when I was done with classes. So that was fun. But yes, what else happened? Oh, we actually reached 500 plays this week. Also on the podcast, we reached it on tuesday i believe and i posted about it on instagram which was really exciting i want to thank you guys also for 500 plays it is insane to me how much we've grown over the past almost seven months now we're coming up on seven months in february on february 7th but yeah i just want to tell you guys that this past month or so ever since i relaunched the podcast i know i've mentioned this a couple times already but it's just insane to me how much growth i've experienced over the past couple weeks not only with listens on the podcast but also the instagram content and instagram followers i believe we're almost at 300 followers if i'm not mistaken on instagram here let me check On Instagram right now, as I'm recording this, I'm at 290 followers on the podcast account, which is crazy to me how fast we are growing on Instagram. Also, just because I have been posting a lot more consistently on that Instagram account. So if you're not following the Instagram account, you definitely should. It's just at pod. I... And posting right now, currently Monday through Friday. So whether it is podcast account promoting the new episodes or just lifestyle content within itself or maybe even college content, really anything of that category, you can find it over there in my Instagram account. So, yes, I have been maintaining that schedule on Instagram while also publishing two times a week. But yes, again, thank you guys so much for 500 plays on the podcast and this was tuesday and also on tuesday i actually had a recording session with sudeshna from all time chatter podcast and i was going to be a guest on her podcast so that's why we had that recording session it was really great to meet her and i loved talking with her but unfortunately our recordings didn't end up working out because we tried recording on anchor but like the connection was odd and then like, it cut us out from the recording, like, right in the middle as we were recording, so she didn't get to ask me, like, all the questions that she wanted to, and then, like, the recording didn't save, so, like, we had a lot of problems with that. That was my first time recording on Anchor, because if you guys don't know, I record my episodes using Band, so I use GarageBand to edit and, you know, record all of my episodes, so I've never used Anchor to record before, I just use Anchor to publish my episodes on But yeah so unfortunately our recordings didn't work out but I really loved talking with her and she had a lot of good questions also so I hope in the future that we are able to record a full episode together and also that she's able to publish it on her podcast because I think that'd be so amazing. It would have been my first guest appearance on someone else's podcast but you know we're still holding on to that in the future when it works out and we're able to record together. So, yes, that also happened on Tuesday. But yeah, other than that, I've just kind of been just a little bit intimidated, but also a little bit overwhelmed with school just because the workload has increased quite a bit since the last semester. But I think it's just gonna take some getting used to, honestly. Just because of the fact that I feel like my classes this semester have a lot more reading to do than last semester's classes so I think that's like what's more intimidating or what seems like it's a lot more work just because of all the reading that I have to do so as long as I just try to maintain some type of schedule that's like pretty much the whole point of the first week so you get used to what the work load is going to look like and also what the professors are expecting of you every single week and also like what the deadlines are for assignments and whatnot so yes but With publishing two times a week, I've realized over the past couple of days that it's going to be a lot harder than I thought. I'm still going to do my best to publish two times a week. That's what I still plan to do. That's what I promised to do for you guys with the celebration of the relaunch. So I still have about three or four more weeks of publishing two times a week, and I'm going to do my best to get out all of that all of that content for you guys while also publishing content on Instagram. I'm going to try my best to delegate a schedule of maybe doing school work during the week and podcast work on the weekends because before school started during winter break I was working on the podcast every single day so now I have to limit that workload for the podcast in a matter of a couple of days instead of working on it every single day, if you get what I mean. So now it's a matter of just prioritizing school now, but dedicating enough time to produce quality content for you guys for this podcast. So yes, that's just all in a process right now. But yeah, that's just kind of where my head's been at Lately, just before I started recording this episode, I actually was working on some school stuff. So yes, it's just a matter of just getting my priorities straight. So yes, stay tuned for that and stay tuned for all the content coming over the next couple of weeks. It is going to be quite a lot of work and quite a challenge, but I am going to pull through and just have a little bit more organization in terms of that type of schedule so yeah I think that is about it for an update from me I think I talked about everything that I wanted to update you guys with as of right now so I think we can get into today's episode guys this is episode 30 and as you can tell by the title I'm going to be taking the Enneagram test I believe that's how you say it. The the enagram en- or Enneagram. Yeah, taking the enagram test. And this episode is quite interesting to say the least. I am both excited and intrigued about this episode and just about the way it's gonna go. And I've heard other podcasts do episodes similar to this one where the hosts whether it's a solo podcast or ju- or two or more people, but I've listened to other podcast episodes where the hosts take the Enneagram test live on the episode while they're recording it and they share the results with the listeners. So yeah, I thought this would be a fun episode to do also. I don't know very much about the Enneagram test. If you guys don't know, it's a type of personality test that you can take that can decipher what kind of type of personality you are based on a series of questions, but I personally don't know very much about the Enneagram test or about personality tests in general, so yeah, I haven't taken… wait, actually… no, wait, I lied. I think I took a personality test back in high school, I believe it was in my psychology class back in my junior year, I think it was an assignment or something that my teacher gave us this personality test I don't know if it was I think it was the Myers-Briggs the Meyer-Briggs personality test but I'm not quite sure and I remember we just like did it during class and it was like a really like long test with a bunch of questions but I don't even remember what personality type I got but I think that's the last time and the only time I've taken a personality test I personally have never been like super curious about it, but yeah, I thought we could do that as an episode. I'm very excited to see how this episode turns out. I don't personally know a lot about personality tests or the Enneagram test. I've never taken the Enneagram test before. So this is going to be a learning experience for all of us. So stay tuned guys to hear me take the Enneagram test live and tell you my personality type at the end of the test. But yes, so we are going to go over a couple of things here. We have to have some type of organization system, guys. So in my outline here for this podcast episode, we are going to go over a couple of things with this Enneagram test. We are going to talk about what is the Enneagram test. Before we even take it, we have to know what this is and what this test is going to tell us. Will tell me at the end of taking this test. So first, we are going to answer the question, what is the Enneagram test? Second, what does the Enneagram test tell us? Third, how does the Enneagram work? Four, what are the nine Enneagram types? So meaning the personality types, and then finally, we're going to take the anagram test live. I'm going to share with you guys my results from taking it. And we're going to talk about my results at the end to see how accurate the results are to what I think my personality is. So yes, this is going to be quite an interesting episode, guys, and we can get into it. Okay, so I've decided to rely on Google specifically for this episode. So I looked it up on my phone the Enneagram personality test and the first link came that came up on google was this website called truity I think that's how you say the name T-R-U-I-T-Y.com. truity.com so I don't know how accurate this website is or reliable but it's just the first link I saw and as I'm looking at the website right here it just says the Enneagram personality test. Explore the nine types and unlock the core of who you truly are. And it says 1,695,439 tests were taken in the last 30 days. Wow, that's a lot of tests. So just by looking at the number here, you can, I can decipher that if a lot of people have taken this test in the last 30 days, it might be more of a well-known website, maybe even an accurate website, who knows? So yes, we are going to explore this website and get all of the information we need before we take this test, guys. So the first question is, what is the Enneagram test? So first, we have to figure out what this test is. Okay, I have found the definition and meaning on this website, truity.com. So according to this website, it says, the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personality types and maps each of these types on a nine pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. The name Enneagram comes from the Greek. Enna is the Greek word for nine, and gramma means something that's drawn or written. Oh, okay. So it says, "rereading this back describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotion. I'm not quite sure, like just by taking a test, like how accurate it is, just by it saying that it describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotion. That makes me like pretty skeptical and like question like what kinds of questions are gonna be asked on this test. So that's for in terms of the definition and meaning of this test if you guys are interested in taking this test and you haven't so if you think about it i'm being the test subject right now guys i'm being the experiment experiment right now so just based off of what how i do on this test and what i think of it you guys can take it whichever way you want to and decide to take it for yourself if you want to so yes moving on to the next question i have what does the Enneagram tell us? And scrolling down this website here, oh, we have quite a long few paragraphs here for under the, what does the Enneagram tell us? And it says, According to the Enneagram, each of the nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works. This core belief drives your deepest emo- motivations and fears, and fundamentally shapes a person's worldview and the perspective through which they see the world and the people around them. Around them sorry. Our core beliefs are not necessarily incorrect, but they can be limiting and operate as blinders for people. Understanding our enneagram type and how it colors our perceptions can help us to broaden our perspective and approach situations more effectively. Understanding a person's enneagram type helps us to see why they behave the way they do. Each enneagram type has a set core of beliefs, uh, has a set of core beliefs that will consistently motivate them to take particular actions and guide them to make certain decisions. Behavior that may seem confusing or contradictory can often be explained when we understand a person's enneagram type. The enneagram also helps us understand how people react to stress. By describing how each enneatype adapts and responds to both stressful and supportive situations, the enneagram shows opportunities for personal development and provides a foundation for the understanding of others. So just from reading these couple of paragraphs about what the anagram test is going to tell us, it seems like it's going to tell me a lot about my personality, which kind of is like intimidating to me. Like, I'm just thinking to myself, like, do I really want to know about like the core, the real core beliefs of mine or how I react to stress or just all of these things like that. Like I've never taken a personality test like this. I don't know. Let me know guys, if you've taken the Enneagram test, whether by DM or email, you can email me at pod at gmail.com, or you can DM me on Instagram at pod But yeah, let me know if you guys have taken the Enneagram test and let me know if it's accurate to what your personality is, at least like to what you think it is, cause I'm not quite sure, but we are still gonna take the test, but we're just going over it a little bit, talking it up a little bit before I actually do the test. So moving on to the next question, it says, what are the nine Enneagram types? So now we're moving on to the personality type. So this is basically the list of options that I could possibly get after taking this test. So let's look on this website For the nine Enneagram types, here it is, so, okay, hold on. Okay, it says right here, the nine types of the Enneagram are divided among heart types, head types, and body types. Okay, I didn't know that, that they were divided like that. I thought it would just like go like one through nine. So it says for the heart types, it says heart types depend on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. The head types depend on their intellectual intelligence to make sense of things and navigate the world around them. The body types depend on their instinctual intelligence to follow their gut and respond to threats and opportunities. Hmm. Interesting. Just from reading this, like I feel like as we're going through this guys I'm like if I tell you guys like what my prediction is or something like of what I think I am just based off of reading this this is before taking the test but just based off of the different the three different types of the how the Enneagram types are divided I think I'm a mixture of the heart types and the head types because like based on what the heart type says it says depend on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others i feel like that kind of goes with my personality like very understanding very like i don't know like sensitive in that way in terms of like my relationships with uh people especially the people that i really care about in my life so i feel like that kind of goes with my personality but then also there's the head type which is depending on their intellectual intelligence to make sense of things and navigate the world around them. So I feel like I have like a little bit of both types. So that's just kind of like my prediction right off the bat. So it says right here, the heart types of the Enneagram. Heart types react with emotions first. They connect with other people on an empathetic level and make sense of the world by understanding their feelings about it. These types are guided by the feelings connected to their emotional relationships with other people. They value things such as emotional support, recognition, and inclusion. Types two, three, and four are the heart or feeling centered enneagram types. So we have type two, the giver, type three, the achiever, and type four, the individualist. Type two, the giver, says twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they belong. This type fears being unlovable. Wow. Okay. That, That went straight into it. Okay. Um... Type 3 says, for the achiever, threes want to be successful and admired by other people and are very conscious of their public image. Type threes fear failure and not being seen as valuable by other people. Oh, okay, I see here. Wow, okay. And then we have type four, the individualist. Fours want to be unique and to experience deep, authentic emotions. Type fours fear they are flawed and are overly focused on how they are different from other people. Okay, interesting. Like you can see just from like the two, sorry, the three different heart types, like their emotions like are reacting differently just based on the person they are and even the fears too and like connection of their emotions and how their emotions affect that. So that's pretty interesting. Let's look at the head types of the Enneagram. It says, head types react with analysis first. They connect with other people on an intellectual level and make sense of the world by understanding the systems and theories that underlie what they observe. These types are primarily focused on control, which they gain by maintaining stability, security, and competence. Types five, six, and seven are the head-centered Enneagram types. So type five is the investigator, type six is the skeptic, and type seven is the enthusiast. Looking at type five, the investigator, it says, five seek, fives seek understanding and knowledge and are more comfortable with data than other people. The biggest fear of the type five is being overwhelmed by their own needs or the needs of other people. Type six, the skeptic says, sixes are preoccupied with Security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. For the type 6, the greatest fear is being unprepared and unable to defend themselves from danger. Type 7, the, the enthusiast, says, 7s want to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored. Type 7s fear experiencing emotional pain, especially sadness, and actively seeking to avoid it by staying busy oh, like this one's interesting. Like I'm noticing from these descriptions of the head types of the Enneagram that it seems like what these personality types are seeking, or at least like based on what the like description of the person personality type is seeking, it seems like their fears contradicting what they're seeking. Like it's having negative effects on it, whether it's what they're seeking or just the fear that they have. So that's what I'm noticing here, that it seems like the, what they're seeking or like what they want to have and what their fear is are in connection with each other. So that's pretty interesting how that works, at least based off of what I'm reading here. But the last type is the body types of the Enneagram, and it says, Body types react with an instinctive gut feeling. They connect with other people based on their physical sense of comfort, um, comfort and make sense of the world by sensing their body's reaction to what is happening. The primary drive for this triad is to maintain their independence and limit control from outside influences. They respond by being either overly controlling or overly passive, or overly perfectionistic. Types 8, 9, and 1 are the body or gut-centered Enneagram types. So we have type 8, the challenger, type 9, the peacemaker, and type 1, the perfectionist. For type 8, the challenger, it says 8 see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. The greatest fear of the type 8 is to be powerless so they focus on controlling their environment. Type 9 the peacemaker says nines like to go with the flow and let the people around them set the agenda. Type 9s fear pushing pushing people away by prioritizing their own needs and they tend to be passive. And finally Type 1 the perfectionist says ones place a lot of emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly. Type 1s fear being imperfect and can be extremely strict with themselves and others. So those are all the nine Enneagram types and the types that are divided within the Enneagram types. So just reading the short descriptions of all nine personality types that I could possibly get from this test from the results of doing this test it seems like I'm like a little bit of everything like I don't understand how this test is gonna tell me like a one specific personality type right because just based off of reading this these descriptions like I feel like I can take something out of each of these types like something from each of these types makes up my personality and makes up who I think I am so we'll see how this test goes and we'll see what I get as a personality type. Yeah, this is going to be interesting, guys. So so now that we have gotten a little bit of a background information on the Enneagram test, what the test is going to tell us, how this Enneagram test works, what are the nine personality types from this highly reliable, highly accurate website called truity.com. I think now it's time to take the test, guys. I don't know why. I'm kind of nervous. I think just because I'm doing it, like, live. Well, not live. Well, live for me, but a recording for you guys. That's going to end up becoming an episode, so. But, yeah, you're going to hear me right now take the Enneagram personality test live. I'm going to go through each question with you guys, and we're going to do this together. Feel free, you guys, if you have been convinced, just based off the just based off of the information that I've given you. If you've been convinced to take the Enneagram personality test yourselves, why don't we do it together? So you won't be alone when you go and take the Enneagram test yourself. So if you haven't taken it before in your careers, feel free to go ahead and look it up on truity.com right now as I'm getting ready to take this test. And we can take the test together, guys. I'll give you guys a moment, okay, to look it up on truity.com, T-R-U-I-T-Y dot com and we can take the Enneagram personality test together. So let me look for it real quick here and I'll give you guys a moment to look it up if you want to. But yes, like I said, I have not taken this test before and I haven't seen the questions before recording this episode. So no cheating here, just real raw and honest. So you're going to get like a real reaction from me from this. So yes, I hope you guys are ready with your Enneagram test, ready to go, and let's get started. So looking at the first question, it says, I strive for perfection. And like underneath it, there are five boxes. And on the left side, you either say inaccurate or the right side, which is accurate. So you have to like press the box based on like if you believe that sentence is accurate based on what you think as your personality so the first one is i strive for perfection which is kind of general just like right off the bat like i personally feel like i'm not always striving for perfection because there is no such thing as perfection guys so like that's the thing i feel like it's a trick question like nobody can really strive for perfection you can like I don't know it's kind of difficult to explain like you can have that mindset but like you're not going to get there if you know what I mean you know because nobody is perfect like how are you going to strive for something that you can't be like there's no such thing as a perfect person so like why would you ask this question so okay let's answer this question and just base off of what I think like I personally I strive to be like always better and always improving, but that's not necessarily perfection. So I think we're gonna put it on like the third box, like in the middle between inaccurate and accurate, like average, like I'm constantly working hard to better myself and improve myself, but not necessarily perfection because I can't be perfect, I'm not perfect, and I personally don't think at this moment in my life I'm not striving to be perfect. So we're gonna leave it at the middle box. Moving on to the next question, it says, I work hard to be helpful to others. Oh, well, this is a good question. Well, a question, statement, whatever it is. But yeah, I think this is a good question. I feel like I'm at least always like sh- striving to make an effort to be helpful to others. So I feel like that's pretty accurate for me working hard to be helpful to others. Like, I feel like that that's a pretty you know big part of my personality at least whenever I can I try to be helpful to others and even though you know I'm always making an effort I still need to remind myself sometimes so like as much as it's a reminder I'm constantly learning and just like going through life like this so yeah I would say it's pretty accurate we'll put it on the last one as accurate Moving on to the third one, it says, it is important to me that other people like me. Well, this is an interesting question because I personally don't strive like to force other people to like me because like, why are you going to force somebody to like you? Like that, like, I feel like that's like not good for you or the other person, like, because you're going to approach people in life no matter what, whether it's in school, in work, in life, just whoever you come across and encounter. There's always going to be at least one person who doesn't like you for whatever reason, and that's something that you can't control. Like, you can't, like, you can't personally do anything to, like, make other people not like you unless you're, like, purposefully, like, rude to them or disrespectful. So, like, I am always striving to be kind to people and show like just kindness and just be nice to people all the time but that's not necessarily me trying to make people like me so I don't know this one's kind of difficult so I feel like if I'm striving to be kind and show kindness be nice be happy to people I feel like people will like me you know but then there's also those types of people who like are also, like, wondering, like, why are you always happy all the time? Why are you always so cheery and smiley? And, like, maybe there's some people who don't like that either. So, like, I like it when people, you know, talk nice about me. Like, I know that my friends know me as a, you know, kind person, a helpful person, loyal friend, someone who they can talk to, who they can trust. And I like that my friends think that about me. And I feel like that's important to me you know that my friends like me and they trust me and they uh, believe in my character like that because I've acted upon that like I, they've seen it in action they've seen me you know act that way towards them so I think I'm going to put it on the like fourth to like the most right square on the accurate side so the fourth square not completely accurate but we're getting there you know Okay, the next one says, it is important to me to achieve great things. Just right off the bat, I'm going to put accurate. Like, I don't think there's any, like, discussing this. I believe I talked about this in my birthday episode, my 19 things I've learned in 19 years. But, you know, just a part of the mindset that I have developed and have over the years, just wanting to see great things for myself wanting to succeed wanting to improve and better myself and just see great things happen just good things happen just positive things happen in my life just to live that happy life that I want for myself I think that's just that's not a bad thing at all just wanting to see yourself succeed wanting to see yourself live the life that you want to live and just be happy living that life so yes I'm putting accurate on that one the most right box next one says I make more significant contribution co- bleh, sorry contributions is that how you say it I don't know why I'm doubting myself hold on give me a sec guys it's twelve fifteen, and I'm kind of tired so that, like it's not registering right now so let's do this again it says I make more significant contributions than the average person But, like, what types of contributions? Like, I don't get it. Meaning, like, acts of kindness? Like, that's the first thing that I thought of. Like, what do you mean by contribution? Like, acts of kindness or, like, um, what do you call it? Like, giving compliments or just being nice to people and respectful or just like contributing to like society like in terms of like volunteering or like a job or like I don't get what that means that's like too general all of these questions are too general but I feel like they have to do that for a personality test they can't gear it towards one type of person or just based on how that person's life is so I don't know this one I'm gonna have to put I don't think I make more significant contributions, maybe like the same as an average person. So we're going to put like the average, like the the very middle box in between inaccurate and accurate. So we're just going to leave it at that. And the next one says, I feel my emotions very deeply. Well, this is an interesting one. We're moving on to emotions. I like to say that I'm in touch with my emotions. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty sensitive, empathetic person. Like, very understanding in that sense. But I don't necessarily show my emotions all the time. I feel like I have a straight face most of the time just because if it depends on the situation depends on the scenario and it depends on the person or like people i'm with like if i really know the people that i'm surrounded by then i will show emotion depending on the type of emotion it is but then if it's like with people that i'm not necessarily as close with or they don't know me as much personally you know i won't show as much emotion like that you know because i feel like when you showing emotion that's you being vulnerable in a sense just showing that person or those or that group of people like how you're really feeling and how it's affecting you so yeah I would have to say that this would be like another average one so meaning the middle box in between inaccurate and accurate like it's not inaccurate but it's not accurate you know what I mean so Moving on to the next one it says i have a sense that other people will never truly understand me. This is kind of deep. Just reading that out loud, i have a sense that other people will truly will never truly understand me. But like that also like sounds kind of negative just like reading that out loud because you're basically saying that in your lifetime you believe that there is nobody, like whether it comes to family, friends, significant others, or just like anybody along those lines that like you deem as important in your life, you're basically saying that you believe that there is no one person that you think is going to truly understand you, which is kind of sad to think because I feel like we all should have at least one person in our life that we believe can understand us because that's, could be a person like no matter what type of relationship or connection you have with them, that could be a person that is going to be there for you in, you know, really tough situations, but also be there when uh good things are going on in your life. So I feel like we all have to have at least one person, at least that's how I think of it. So yeah, this is, this is kind of an interesting question. And I think for this question, I'm going to put inaccurate. Yeah, inaccurate. So That is for that question. The next question says, I think deeply about things. I would have to say I'm pretty accurate about with this certain statement just because I believe that I'm an overthinker and I'm constantly second guessing myself and I'm constantly overthinking things no matter what it is, whether it's in school or in my personal life. So yeah, I like to say that I think a lot about things before i commit to doing it or i go through with doing it or just thinking about like the pros and cons of doing it so yes anything along those lines i think about it so yes that's pretty accurate for me specifically moving on to the next question it says i am prepared for any disaster wow but like the word disasters like the way it's used in this statement like sounds so negative and sounds like traumatizing almost so like disaster like that just sounds so negative like natural disaster like if something were to happen like to your house or like just something along those lines or like disaster in the sense of like an event going on in your life like something very devastating that goes on in your life in that sense like for example losing a loved one so yeah just the word disaster gives this statement just such a negative connotation to it so I would have to say that's inaccurate for me, just because I don't believe I'm prepared for any disaster like that. Like as much as you think you can be prepared, like you can't tell when a disaster is going to happen, just using the word that they used in the statement. Like you can't be prepared for like something devastating to happen in your life. You're not looking for anything like that. So when it happens, how are you gonna be prepared for it? That's just my thinking here. So I just put in your inaccurate for that one. The next question says, it is important to me to avoid pain and suffering at all times. Okay, for this one, avoid pain and suffering at all times. Like just that, I feel like you can't, you can't avoid pain and suffering. Like I feel like there is going to be a time in your life, whether you haven't experienced it now at the time of your life, now present day, or you have already. I feel like there has to be a time in your life where you experience some kind of pain and suffering. Unfortunately, as bad as bad and as and as sad as that sounds, I feel like that's just part of life. Like your whole life is not going to be all like sunshine and rainbows and you're not going to be happy all the time and you know things aren't always going to go your way and things aren't always going to be as positive. So For me, I personally don't want to avoid that. I definitely wouldn't want to experience it, but I have unfortunately experienced some type of pain or suffering in my life already, so I already know what that feeling feels like and nobody ever wants to feel that way, you know, in their life at all, whether they have or they haven't yet. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want to avoid it because I feel like at some time, In my life, I am going to experience it and I have already. So yes, I'm going to put the second box on the side that's inaccurate because I don't want to avoid it because that's just going to, you know, set me up for even like more feeling of like suffering and devastation when it actually happens. So yeah, moving on to the next one, it says... I seek out experiences that I know will make me feel happy or excited. Oh, this is a good one. I seek out experiences that I know will make me feel happy or excited. I would have to say accurate because just, yeah, I mean like who who wouldn't want to like experience things that bring them joy or happiness. So yes, accurate for me on that one. The next one says, I see the positive in every situation. Why is this like so accurate for me? Like, oh my gosh, like I hands down this question so far, I think epitomizes the type of mindset that I want to have, you know, specifically this year in 2021, but that I've learned over the past year so far from 2020 and everything we've experienced so far and what we're going through right now. I like to see the positive in every situation. And I think this statement definitely reflects that. So yes, accurate for me on this one. Next one is, I am not afraid to tell someone when I think they're wrong. Well, on the other hand, this question is a little bit different because I personally, like if you don't know me personally, I am more of a shy person majority of the time, especially if I don't know the person at first. So like socializing for me is kind of difficult, especially if it's someone I don't know and like talking to them for the first time, like classmates, like whether it's like the first day of school or just like the first year or something along those lines, just being in those types of like social scenarios like that, it's kind of difficult for me. So even if I do know someone personally, like I'm not the one to confront someone. Like I hate confront confrontation in that sense, like anything negative like that, I just prefer to avoid it as much as possible. And I believe I have done a good job of avoiding that type of confrontation with classmates or friends or anybody like that. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid, but I'd much rather avoid it because I just don't want to fight or argue with someone. And, you know, I've never been put in that situation before. So like, it doesn't scare me, but I don't know. I just wouldn't want to be put in that situation. So I think I'm going to have to put it like in the middle box, like average, like Not inaccurate, but not accurate. So the next question says, I let other people make the decisions. Hmm. I would have to say this is inaccurate because I feel like I've definitely like taking it upon myself to, especially over the past year or so, like pursue interests that I wanted to or like make decisions that I believe have been best for me, especially now that I'm growing up. And that I'm in college now, it's like a whole new chapter of my life. And, you know, just a lot of decisions in that sense that are being made and in the process of, you know, being made like that, especially with in terms of like school and major and like possible future career and things like that. So, yeah, I would have to say that's inaccurate that I don't let other people make decisions for me. I feel like I have that type of independence And I feel like I have developed that over the years, so I think I'm pretty good with that. Okay, next page it says. It says, I appreciate having rules that people are expected to follow. I would say this is accurate because I feel like we, like, just first off, the top of my head, just thinking of it as a society. Like, as a society, if we don't have rules or laws to follow, I feel like... We would be living in a society filled with chaos. I feel like no matter what, whether people don't like having rules or laws or just any guidelines like that that you have to adhere and follow, I feel like without that, there isn't going to be no like no organization, no like peace in that sense. So, yes, I do appreciate having rules that people are expected to follow because I just personally feel like you have to have rules. In order for, you know, there not to be any type of violence like that in that sense. I mean, of course, you can't prevent violence from happening, whether you have rules or not. But yeah, that's just how I personally fear feel. The next one says, I'm concerned about security more than anything else. Mm, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but security doesn't really like... Mm, Like, it's not a big deal for me. So, yeah, we're just going to say inaccurate for that one. The next one says, I think a lot about what will happen in the future. Well, now we're getting... Now we're getting there, guys. Okay. I think a lot about what will happen in the future. I would have to say this is pretty accurate. Not, like, fully accurate, but, like, the fourth box to being accurate. So, yeah, like... I want to say like before all of this COVID stuff happened, like back in early twenty twenty, like I had like plans in mind. I had like a general set idea in mind of what my future was gonna look like in terms of like college. So like where I was gonna to go to college, when I was gonna move in, what my dorm room was gonna look like, uh, the idea of having a roommate, the idea of moving into is in general so like things like that like I thought about the future in that sense but then 2020 happened the COVID pandemic hit us really really hard and my plans changed my plans were thrown out the window so now I feel like in 2021 now I have learned that plans aren't guaranteed and that we have to let go of things we can't control and it's important now to take it one day at a time because we are still going through it right now. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. So yes, I do still think about the future a lot, but not as much as I did before. So my mindset has changed in that sense. So we're going to put it for the fourth box to accurate. Moving on to the next question. It says, I don't fit in with ordinary people. Well, it depends on what you define as ordinary people. Like I feel like, people can define ordinary in different ways, according to what they deem as ordinary in comparison to their personality. So since everybody is different, everybody's going to have a different definition of ordinary. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe an ordinary person. Like who describes themselves as ordinary? Like that's my question. So I'm going to put this as like inaccurate Like, yeah, because I don't know. I don't even know what my definition of ordinary people is. So, yeah, and I don't think I fit in with them. So we're just going to put that as inaccurate. Next says, there is rarely a good reason for changing how things are done. Hold on. I have to think about this for a second. There is rarely a good reason for changing how things are done. So basically is the saying like, there's no good reason to change things? Like, is there, like, no, like, positive things coming out of change? So is this, like, trying to say that, like, change is bad, but, like, in a trick question sort of way? Like, is that what it's trying to say? Hold on. Or is it, like, saying that there's no need for change to be done? Like, there's no need to change the way things are. But, like, if that's the way it's saying, like, if that's the way that I'm interpreting it, then, like, I don't feel like you can avoid change. I feel like no matter what, you're gonna experience change and I feel like you just have to deal with it and you have to adapt to it in the best way possible. Like a prime example has to be this COVID pandemic. Like nobody like wanted this to happen, but this has significantly changed all of our lives for next year however many amount of years or so or forever that this COVID pandemic has changed our lives and we didn't expect it for expect for it to happen so now we've adapted to living with this COVID pandemic so for example you know wearing the mask doing six feet apart distance but still trying to continue living a normal life you know going to the store for groceries and whatnot but just being very cautious about that so yeah I feel like No matter what change is inevitable, you know what I mean? So like, how can you have that negative mindset towards change if you can't necessarily avoid it? So yeah, I would have to say inaccurate for me. Okay. The next one says, I always finish my chores. Well, this is like just a pretty like simple self-explanatory one. I always finish my chores well, like if we're talking about like household chores, like chores that like need to be done, if we're talking about like schoolwork, is like schoolwork like a chore or is that just like your job? Because like I deem like school as your job because you're putting in work for it. Like your, your role is a student, you know? So I don't know. But like if we're talking, I don't know, like you can interpret this however way you want to, but I'm just going to put accurate because like I always end up finishing what I start. So yeah, we're just going to put that as accurate. The next one says, I am always trying to be a better person. Oh yeah, for sure. That's accurate for me. I already explained this already earlier and I also explained it in my last episode. So yes, I feel like we should all strive to be better people and I am constantly reminding myself of that too. So the next says, I check carefully for mistakes or errors. Hmm. Like, Looking at this one it could be interpreted in different ways like if you're talking about like physically like in projects or in essays or in homework or in school or like in your job in that sense like you're being very careful in the sense that you want things to turn out in like the best way possible like you want to put your best effort into them so you're checking for mistakes and errors to avoid you know like that or this can also be interpreted in the sense that you're overthinking things and you're like overthinking the fact that you are making a mistake like you're overthinking that you are gonna make a mistake before it happens or you're gonna make an error before it happens this could be like based on your actions towards someone or your emotions or your feelings towards like a certain situation or a scenario going on in your life so yeah these this can be interpreted in multiple ways so I think we're gonna put this one like as average I feel like I'm not one way or the other the next one says I like to be around people who can who I can help so yeah I like to be around people who I can help I think this is pretty accurate I think we should I think I'm always trying to be as helpful as possible So, yeah, I think that's a really, like, good positive one to, to look at. The next one says, I like to feel that I am an important person in my social groups. Well, I like the way that this statement says social groups, plural, as if I'm going to have more than one social group. That's funny, like, how you think that? But, like, no, I'm not one with multiple social groups. If you have multiple social groups, you, like, go ahead. Like, I mean, good for you, but no. I don't have very many friends, so I can't count it as more than one social group. So the statement says, I like to feel that I am an important person in my social groups. This, again, can be interpreted in multiple ways, whether it could be interpreted in the sense that you want to feel that you are valuable, you're valued in that social group you want to feel that you are part of it that you are accepted and are welcomed into that social group or it could be interpreted in a more negative way where you want to feel as the most important person in that social, social group as the leader so that can be deemed as like being selfish or like arrogant or thinking that everything is about yourself so yes it could be interpreted like in a positive and negative way But like, I don't necessarily feel like that in my social group, singular, one. So I would have to say like inaccurate, but not totally inaccurate. So we're going to do like the second box to the left for inaccurate. The next one says, it is important to me to be successful. I think I would have to put accurate for this one because I feel like that's a lot of my mindset in all of my hard work in my motivation that I have for myself, striving to constantly better myself and improve myself has to do with wanting to be successful. But like, success can be interpreted in multiple ways also. I'm not going to go into that because that's a whole conversation within itself. And this statement is pretty general. It is important to me to be successful. So whatever you interpret success as, you take it as you will. But yeah, I feel that this is accurate for me. I feel like I'm Yeah, I do want to be successful and that's important to me and that's what I'm doing right now. So that's what I'm working on. So the next one says, the organizations I belong to would not function well without me. Well, what organizations? That's my question. I feel like this question doesn't necessarily pertain to me specifically. Like what organizations? Like, I don't get that. So yeah, we're just going to put an accurate for this one. The next one says, I often feel overtaken by my emotions. I would have to say inaccurate because I feel like I do have, like, a sense of control over my emotions, and, you know, like I said earlier, I don't necessarily tend to show my emotions a lot. I like to keep them more, like, bottled up inside, like, personally for me, so, yeah, I don't necessarily feel like I have, like, a no control over them, like, I feel like I do, so... Yes. The next one says, I have always felt different from other people. Well, I mean, don't we all? Like, I like that's just, like, I'm curious. Like, I'm genuinely asking. Like, don't we all feel different from other people? Like, we weren't created to be the same, you know? Everybody is different in their own way. So, like, why wouldn't you feel different from other people? You know, everybody's li- living different lives than one another. So, how is... How are two people going to be the same? Well, at least, you know, that's just my thinking. So, yeah, I would have to say accurate. I always felt different from other people just because I am different. I'm unique in my own way and I am my own person. So, the next one says, I like to analyze things from every angle. Well if this is talking about overthinking, then it's definitely accurate. Like analyzing things from, yeah. So like that's basically saying like you thinking of things like from different perspectives, like almost, or like just different ways. So like you're thinking about that certain scenario or situation or thing from different ways. Like whether you do this, it'll come out this way. It'll be this outcome. Or if you don't do it, it'll be this outcome. So yes, you're looking at, possible scenarios of how this can turn out based on the decision you make. So yeah, I would have to say accurate for this one for me. The next one says, I always have a plan for what I would do if things go wrong. Mm. Well, I would have to say inaccurate, but like not all the way. So the second one to the left, because I don't always have a plan. Like, I don't expect for things to go wrong, so why would I always have a plan? You know, for me personally, I would say that's almost, you know, inaccurate for me. The next one says, I avoid situations that bring up negative feelings. I would have to say that this is, like, more accurate for me. Not completely, but, like, yeah, I'm not usually a negative person, so I tend to avoid situations that would bring up any negative negativity like that, just because I don't like experiencing negativity and like that, and just having that clog up my mind and my mindset. So yeah. Next one says, I seek excitement. Oh, this is pretty self-explanatory. Yes. Okay. The next one says, gosh, we got a lot of questions, guys. I think I'm going to have to like speed round through the last couple of these because we have like, three more pages left worth of questions. So yeah, I've been talking through each one of these and we're already at over an hour on this episode. I don't want it to be any longer than, you know, an hour and a half, hopefully. Gosh, I'll try my best to edit this episode as short as possible. So I'm just going to read the question and answer it because I keep talking every single question and we're never going to get this done. So the next one says, I am good at seeing the bright side of things when others complain. Yes, that's accurate for me. Next, I do not hesitate to call people out when they are behaving badly. Mm, I would have to say inaccurate, not totally, but the second one towards the left, because I, like I said, I don't like confrontation, confrontation, I tend to avoid it at all costs, so I don't want to call people out when they're behaving badly, unless it's towards me, and they're rude to me, or, you know, offending me, or just questioning my character in that sense. The next one says, I go along with what other people want. I would have to say inaccurate on that one. I don't think I do that. Who knows, but <laughs> the next one says, people should follow the rules instead of doing what they they feel like doing. Well, this depends, but like, Melina, stop talking. Okay, I have to stop talking every after every single one of these, like, gosh. Okay, people should follow the rules instead of doing what they feel like doing. Mm, I would have to say like average on this one. The next one, I seek out relationships that offer me some type of protection. Yeah, I would have to say accurate for that one. I can clearly visualize what could happen in the future. Well, this is difficult. I would have to say the second, no, actually, actually average on that one for me. The next one says average people often find me a bit weird. Well, average people. This is like the same question as the ordinary people. What kind of questions are these? Um, average people often find me a bit weird. I don't know. Let's just put an accurate on that one. Next, I like to do things as I've always done them. Mm, this could have to do a change also, so we'll just put average on this one. Next one, I persist until a task is done. I would have to say accurate for this one for me. I'm always, you know, trying to finish what I start and you know, just no matter like how difficult it is or just how long. Next, I spend time trying to discover and correct my faults and weaknesses. Ooh, this is kind of deep. I have to say like average on this one for me. Next, I hold myself to very high standards. Yes, I would have to say this accurate for me. Next, I am a natural caretaker. I would like to think that I'm a natural caretaker. I feel like I have a lot of those characteristics. So let's put the second box to accurate. So not completely accurate. The next one, I want people to admire me. Mm, Well, again, can be interpreted in multiple ways. I'm gonna put average on this one in the middle. Next, I want to achieve a lot in life. i have to say accurate on that one. If I'm honest, well, this is the next one, sorry. If I'm honest, I feel that I am a bit better than other people. Mm. Ooh, this is a difficult one. (laughs) Uh, Let's put average on this one. Uh, Next, I feel a deep sense of grief for what I have lost. Yes, I would have to say accurate. Um, next, I am an unusual sort of person. Unusual or, like, is that, like, saying the same thing as weird? I don't don't know if I, like, look at myself as weird. Like, definitely different, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I have, like, unusual characteristics to myself, but, I don't know. These are weird. These are weird questions. (laughs) Mm. Let's just put, like, the second to the left box on inaccurate for that one uh, next I take time to understand things more deeply than most people do yeah I would have to say accurate on this one for me next page step four of six gosh we still have three more pages okay it's important to me to be prepared for any emergency mm. I have to say second to the right on, a, on accurate side uh next i distract myself from any sad feelings that arise Mm. i would have to say like accurate on that one i tend to avoid any negativity and sad emotions like that next i often make changes in my life when i get when things get boring Mm. i would have to say an accurate on that one next i tend to be more optimistic than most people yes definitely accurate for that one Next, I tell people what I think, even if it is hard to hear. Ooh, no, I don't always, I'm not always like saying what I think or saying what's on my mind, so inaccurate for me. Next, I would rather follow the group than push for what I want. This is a difficult one. Mm, I would have to say average on this one for me. Next, I feel most comfortable in organizations with a clear hierarchy. But again, this is another question with the organizations. I don't get what you mean by the organization. So we're just going to put inaccurate on that one. Next, I take measures to protect myself and my loved ones from harm. I'd have to say that's accurate. I wouldn't want anything to happen to my loved ones. So. Um, next, I make plans for many years into the future. Mm, I'd have to say average because, you know, I've already explained that. So I'm not going to go over that again. Uh, next, I am... Un- I am- I am an unusually unique person. I would have to say inaccurate. I dislike trying new methods or procedures. I personally don't like change, so yeah, I would have to say almost accurate. Next, I focus on my responsibilities and duties, so I would have to say accurate for that one. Next, I read books that help me be more productive or better at what I do. I don't necessarily read many books like that, many self-help books. I like more fiction, so like it's not necessarily I don't like them. I just haven't read any. So let's just put inaccurate for now. Next, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do the things right. Yes, I definitely do. Next, I take the initiative to help other people and make their lives easier. Yeah, I would have to say that's pretty accurate. Next, I put in the effort to make a good impression on other people. Yes, definitely. Next, I set ambitious goals for myself. Yes, I would have to say so. And next, I am an important member of my social groups. No, I would have to say inaccurate on that one. Next page. We are almost done, guys. Hang in there with me. I can describe my emotions in a lot of depth and detail. Mm, I would have to say average. Next, I often feel like an outsider. I would have to say accurate for that one. Next, I find my mind to be a very interesting place. Accurate. Next, I am always aware of what can go wrong in a situation. I would have to say average on that one. Next, I have many ways of avoiding situations that get me down. I would have to say average again. Next, I am always up for a new adventure. I would have to say like almost accurate on that one, not completely. Next, I believe that things usually work out for the best. Yes, definitely accurate. Next, I stand up for what I believe in, even if it upsets other people. I would have to say average for this one. Next, I let other people take the lead. Ooh, okay. Mm, I would have to say average on this one. Next, I dislike people who disrupt things by breaking the rules. Well, I mean, like, who likes breaking the rules? That's my question. So, uh, let's put average on this one next I make alliances with people who can help me stay safe and secure yes I don't say accurate next I'm often looking ahead toward what is coming next yes accurate next I have different interests than most people not necessarily like different like unique I feel like some of my interests are very similar to other people so mm, that's inaccurate next the the the, the sorry the traditional way of doing things is the best way not necessarily bet the best way but mm, let's put average on this one next i am a responsible and reliable per- person i believe so so accurate next i have a lot of plans for how i can improve myself mm, i would have to say accurate next i make sure that even small details are correct will depends on the situation and what it is so i would have to say accurate Next, I enjoy caring for others and their needs. Yes, I do like to think I'm a caring person, so accurate. Next, I want to be a person that others can look up to. I definitely think that is accurate, especially for the career that I want to go into. Next, I push myself to exceed, to succeed. Sorry, guys, I can't speak. It's been over an hour, so hold on. Um, I push myself to succeed. Yes. Okay. Last page, guys. Almost there. Next, I make important contributions to my community. Mm, Let's put average for that one. Next, I rarely have strong emotions. Uh, let's average. Let's put average. Next, I feel I never truly belong in social groups. Let's put an accurate for that one. Next, I want to learn as much as I can about how the world works. Accurate. Next, it is important for me to understand what can go wrong in in a situation. Yes. Accurate. Next, I can take steps to ensure I don't feel sad or lonely. Uh, Yeah, I would have to say almost accurate. Next, trying new things keeps life interesting. Yes, accurate. Next, I am an upbeat person. Accurate. Next, I am usually the one to take a stand when others won't. Uh, I would have to say average. Next, other people have stronger opinions than I do. Yes, I would have to say accurate. Next, everyone has a role to play in society and a duty to do their pet to do their best. Um, yeah, I believe so. Next, I am concerned with protecting what I have. Yeah. Uh, next, I have a good sense of what my future holds. Well, that's questionable. So, let's put almost accurate. Next, I am an average person with ordinary likes and dislikes. Mm, Let's put average on this one. Next, I try new ways of doing things just to see if they'll work. Mm, I think almost accurate. Next one. I have a great deal of willpower. I like to think so. And finally, the last question, guys. Finally, we made it to the last question. It says self-improvement is a major interest of mine. Well, I would have to say that's pretty accurate for me. So, guys... We finally finished the questions. That was a lot of questions. A lot more than I thought it was going to be. Sorry if this episode's kind of long. But yes, we finally answered the last question. And we are going to get our results. So let's press on the get my results button here on the page. Okay. So let's see here. Okay. Your Enneagram scores. This is right here. Okay. Uh... The graph below shows how you scored for each of the nine types of the Enneagram. In this graph, the area of each section indicates indicates your score with larger sections being a better match for your personality. Okay, it so says your type in depth. So let's read this. Your primary type is 7 and this section will dive deep into the 7 profile to understand how it drives your core emotions fears, and desires, as well as how it impacts you in relationships and at work. In a nutshell, 7s are defined by their desire to experience everything good and pleasurable that the world has to offer, while avoiding pain, boredom, and limitations. Although 7s appear enthusiastic and fun-loving, deep down they have a fear of getting stuck in negative emotions. Thus they tend to disconnect from their deeper feelings instead focusing on their imagination and zest for life to keep them moving forward and gathering new pleasurable experiences. Sevens aim to fill every minute with an activity. They approach life as an endless roller coaster of fun, joyous experiences and if not fun, at least not sad, bored, anxious, depressed, or pl- painful. Sevens use their charm, enthusiasm, imagination, and positive attitude to get as much enjoyment as possible out of every moment of life. Ideally, a seven aspires to ride a continuous high, avoiding the drearier aspects of reality. And then it doesn't give the rest of the description because I think you have to pay in order to unlock the full report. So that's just a little glimpse in a nutshell of what my result is primary type seven of the nine personality types. So it says here, oh, they divided my scores for each of the type. So it shows what percentage I got of the type. Okay, and it shows here, I have for type two, 82% match, type three, 78% match, type 4, 42%, type 5, 85%, type 6, 60%, type 7, 98%, type 8, 64%, type 9, 71%, and type 1, 90%. So like, all of these percentages are really high, you know what I mean? So like, if you think about it, what I said in the beginning, like my prediction, like I feel like I'm a little bit of every personality type. According to this test, if it has such a high percentage for each personality type, so if you think about it, I really have a little bit of my personality in each type, and the lowest type is type 4, which is the individualist 42% match, and even then, that's a pretty high percentage. All the rest of them are over 50, so it says under what makes you unique it says although your enneagram type explains a great deal about you it doesn't explain everything in this section we'll look at the traits that are unique to you both those traits that can be used as super strengths and those which may be holding you back below you'll find information on the top three traits you can harness as your personal superpowers and the top three traits which may be stopping you from achieving what you desire okay let's look at these top three personality superpowers let's skip over this and let's get right into it. The first one is analysis. It says you wouldn't dream of doing something without thinking it through. And you typically have a deeper understanding of the situation than the people around you, simply because you take the time to really think about it. While you may sometimes be accused of overthinking things, and in fact you are prone to getting stuck in analysis when you should be taking action, for the most part your thoughtfulness allows you to understand more deeply, predict more accurately, and set more detailed goals. Rather than react quickly, too quickly, you take time to ponder with the result that your choices tend to be well thought out and carefully considered. Oh, but they don't give the other ones. They don't give the other two because you have to unlock the full report. So they don't give everything. I don't know if you have to pay or you have to create an account or whatnot, but yeah, that's pretty much what it says for my report and the results from this personality test. And just based off of this personality test, I would have to say that it's like pretty accurate. Like I in the description of in a nutshell, like always wanting to like have the desire to experience everything good in the world. I would have to say, like, that's pretty much, like, spot on. Like, I feel like I've definitely lived with a pretty positive mindset and a pretty positive person majority of the time. So, I like to look in the good in a lot of things, especially in the world. So, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. And then it says, sevens appear enthusiastic and fun-loving. I would have to say, yes, that's pretty accurate, personally. But what's interesting right here, it says deep down, they have a fear of getting stuck in negative emotions, which is something that I necessarily haven't thought about in that sense. You know what I mean? So like having a fear of like having those negative emotions, like I wouldn't say that I avoid negative emotions, but I just don't, I, I don't think anybody wants to feel negative emotions. Like, you know what I mean? So that's interesting. Like having a fear of getting stuck in negative emotions. Like that's interesting and that's something that I could definitely think about because I've never thought about it like that before. So yeah, that's pretty interesting to find out. Oh, uh, what else? Let's see for the analysis for the, you know, um, the personality superpower, I would definitely have to say that's pretty accurate in terms of like, you know, constantly thinking about the situation, understanding, you know, what is going on and what could happen. I definitely think that's very accurate for me. Overthinking, yes, that's pretty accurate for me. Thoughtfulness allows you to understand more deeply. Yes, I would have to say that's pretty accurate. But yeah, from what it gave me, I would have to say that this test is actually pretty accurate to my personality type specifically. And now I know that I am personality type 7. So I would have to say that this was actually a pretty accurate Result for my personality test. I'm pretty surprised Just because I was kind of skeptical in the beginning So like I didn't know what I was gonna get out of this test, but yes Definitely a really good test to take a really good experience Definitely a lot of questions guys. So be aware of that. You didn't know I didn't know and this episode ended up being really long I'm, sorry about that. I didn't know how long this test was gonna take but yeah, I would have to say for a majority Of the results, I would have to say it's pretty accurate, but there are definitely some things that made me, you know, realize and think a little bit that I, you know, I haven't thought about it in that way before. So yeah, definitely a learning experience for sure, but I was pleasantly surprised by this test and impressed with the results. So I would highly recommend doing this test if you guys haven't. And if you have, feel free to do it again. Maybe you get the same results. Maybe you get different one, different results for a different personality type. That'd be interesting to see. Also, to see if it gives you a different personality type. But yeah, overall, I think this was really good. Really good test to take. Highly recommend it. But yes, I think that is about it for today's episode, guys. This episode went on way longer than I expected it to. And yes, I think that is it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a really fun and different episode for me. Definitely a very interesting one to record for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did taking this test live with you guys and sharing my results, talking through it a little bit with you guys. Definitely a learning process for sure. Just really got you thinking, you know what I mean? So like it definitely made me sit back and think a little bit about what I thought of myself and you know, definitely being honest in that sense and I was sharing that with you guys uh during this episode. So hopefully that came across. But yeah, I encourage all of you guys to take the Enneagram personality test if you haven't yet. And to let me know how you did. Like I said, feel free to DM me on Instagram at lifesandadventure.pod or email me at lifesandadventurepod at gmail.com. But yes, I think that is about it for this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, Be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcast. And if you're not already following the podcast on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at lifesandadventure.pod so you can stay up to date with the podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.